the Tuesday that I grabbed both hands and patted him on his forehead and said, good night, Mr. Graham, and I'll see you tomorrow. I had no idea that like 10 hours later, I was going to get the call that he died. Well done, well done, my good and faithful one. Welcome to the place where you belong. Billy Graham passed away on Wednesday, February 21st of this year at the age of 99. He would have turned 100 on November 7th, the day we're posting this episode. Mari Scobie was Mr. Graham's personal assistant for the last 40 years, and he is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. My co-host, Jim Kirkland, is out this week. Mari Scobie was a dear friend to Billy Graham, and he played an important behind-the-scenes role to his worldwide ministry. And a little later in the episode, you're going to hear Billy Graham say a word about people like Mari, and maybe people like you. You know, people write uh, me up, and my name is used a great deal, in it, and it bothers me no end, because I know hundreds and thousands of faithful people whose name has never been in a newspaper all across the world, whose names are headlines in heaven. Will you be in heaven one day? There's only one way that can happen, and that is if you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ in this life. We can tell you a lot more about that at this website, Find peacewithgod.net That's findpeacewithgod.net GPS God People Stories You considered it a great joy in your heart that the Lord had called you to be part of a behind-the-scenes capacity for Mr. Graham and that you not only loved him personally and loved the fact that he was staying focused and he was staying driven to continue to do what God's will was for his life. For most of his adult life, Mari Scobie worked closely with and was much like a member of the Graham family. But before he went to work for Billy Graham, Mari had grown up in a Christian home in Texas, and he surrendered his life to Jesus when he was five or six years old. Then I went to a Christian college in Longview Laterno College. But I think probably maybe in my first year, I rededicated my life, maybe missions meetings or something. And so then I really felt like then I was praying for the right thing about what to do and where to go and how to serve. Looking back now, it seems as if God began answering Mari's prayers when Billy Graham's son, Franklin, decided to begin attending Latorno. When I heard Franklin was going to be coming to the college, then I prayed that I knew in my heart I could be a good friend and I would be a good friend, but I didn't want to try to make it happen. So, it, you know, I know a lot of us make promises that we end up trying to help God make it happen, but I was bound and determined not. I don't know how I did it, except that I really genuinely wanted it to um, happen in a way apart from me looking like I was pursuing it. But that first connection Mari would have with the Graham family almost didn't happen. Franklin got there in August, and then um, fall break, Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, spring break, last day of school. And uh, mind you, almost four to six times a week, we would cross paths. But he was sort of a little bit bashful then, being a new campus student. And so... um, 
it was my last five minutes on campus that I was going to get my campus mail and then go back home. And I heard a car drive up. It was about 6 p.m. or whatever. Heard a car drive up, run up the stairs and walk in the door. And this voice said, wait, aren't you Maury Scobie? And I turned and it was Franklin Graham. My last five minutes on campus, his last five minutes on campus. And he said, more people have talked about you and I certainly hope we can become friends. He said, I'll be back this fall. And so then I knew it was God that brought it about. So I thought that was real nice. After Murray graduated from college in 1972, he went into the hotel building business. Murray and Franklin stayed in touch with each other. And Murray also became friends with Franklin's parents. Just like the Atlanta crusade in 72, he said, would you please come up, mother and daddy are wanting to meet you. And so I went to that crusade, and then um, Mr. Graham had one in Amarillo, and I went to that crusade. And it was just really kind of special, quietly and privately knowing them. For a moment, we are here together. And it hits me that this won't last forever. In 1977, Billy Graham developed a serious blood clot in his leg during an outreach in Illinois. It was after his treatment for that blood clot that he and Mrs. Graham decided to ask Mari if he'd consider coming to work for them as a personal assistant. They all agreed on a six-month trial period. When they called after the third day, I felt the Lord telling me that you'll be here for a long, long time. So I really forgot about that six-month trial so on this one particular day, I didn't. it didn't make me nervous about Mr. Graham saying, hey, come up, Ruth, and I want you to come eat lunch right quick. But they were sort of quiet and, and almost a little cagey, and I thought I could tell something's going on. So then Mr. Graham, after lunch, after dessert, after coffee, I thought, when are they going to start talking about whatever it is? And... um he said, you know what today is? And I said, no, sir. And he said, today ends your six months. Well, I mean, I about collapsed on the inside. And I, I said a quick prayer. I said, Lord, wait a minute. I thought we worked that out. The third day I was sitting in that fake brown leather rocket chair. Um, so Mr. Graham said, we've grown to appreciate you and love you. And we don't want you to leave, but we want you to tell us what you think the Lord might want you to do. And I probably fell back in the seat and laughed. I'm not sure. But anyway, I said, ah, oh, believe it or not, that happened on the third day. And I felt the Lord saying, you're going to be here for a long time. And it was a long time. Mari stayed on until Mr. Graham passed away in February of this year. During that time, Mari helped Mr. Graham and his family in a wide variety of ways, from the serious to the fun. I had a Chevy station wagon, nine-passenger wagon, three seats, and um, Ms. Graham said, is there any chance you could take all the grandkids? The reason she asked that was because all five of her children were in town for the first time in quite a while, and she and Mr. Graham had hoped to have an outing with all of them. And I said, no, that'd be no problem. So no seat belts, and I think I held one. Whoever was the youngest was probably not even two. So it, I had, I think, 11, maybe 11 grandkids in a nine-passenger wagon. And we went bowling. I'm sure we would have gone to McDonald's, whatever. But 
it gave them a really, really first long time to be just the kids with their spouses and Mr. and Ms. Graham. And, but I think it also, then the grandkids all just started adoring me and appreciating me, and they still do. For many years, Mari would start most workdays at the Grahams' home in the mountains of North Carolina. And he remembers what that looked like on the morning of September 11th, 2001. Mr. Graham had not yet heard about the terrorist attacks. Mr. Graham was dressing, and I told him what had happened. And so we came out and turned on the TV almost in time to see the second plane crash. President Bush asked Billy Graham to lead a prayer service in Washington, D.C. later that week. Mari went with him, and it was one of the most memorable times of his work and friendship with Mr. Graham. The whole ordeal about 9-11, that was real special, just to see what an impact he had, you know, personally with his visits with those presidents before the program and then during the whole program, how it ministered to the whole country. You're my courage when I worry in the dead of night. You're my strength cause I'm not strong enough to win this fight. You are greater than the battle raging in my mind. I will trust you, Lord. I will fear no more. Just about four years later, Mari would walk through another landmark event with Mr. Graham. His final crusade, it was held in New York City in 2005. You know, it was a little bit sad in a way that um, he felt like he just couldn't, you know, have any other crusades. But it was real special. Those meetings were wonderful. And then almost every night, um, all the networks, every news service were uh, set up so I suspect that there was hardly a new service that didn't cover every day that week of his last four sermons. As Billy Graham got older, Mari worked a later shift, roughly 3 to 11 p.m., helping Mr. Graham at home. They were wonderful times. And so, depending upon the situation, um, anything disturbing in the country that we watched on the news, he prayed for people a lot, just even during a newscast, we'd go to commercial and he asked me to mute the thing and maybe Ruth was in there whatever but I mean he had a genuine love for people even though they were total strangers watching a story on television he had great compassion for these people and just wanted their needs to be met like that. Tuesday night February 20th 2018 was much like any other night for Mari as he helped take care of Mr. Graham now 99 years old. I was there till he went to bed. So the Tuesday that I grabbed both hands and patted him on his forehead and said, good night, Mr. Graham, and I'll see you tomorrow. Um, I had no idea that like 10 hours later, I was going to get the call that he died. Well done, well done, my good and faithful one. Welcome to the place Well done, well done, my beloved child. You have run the race, now you're home. Welcome to the place.
Working so closely with Billy Graham for more than 40 years deepened Mari's love for other people because of what he saw in Mr. Graham. He was just always ready to speak to anyone. So I think all these experiences enabled Mr. Graham to be able to immediately respond and um, be a real comfort and joy and, you know, blessing to each person he met. I mean, he, he loved everybody. Something that went hand in hand with Billy Graham's genuine concern for people was his famous humility. I never saw him ever affected by the fact that he was like the number three most recognized men in the world between the Pope and the president and Mr. Graham. Mari is grateful that God gave him the opportunity to serve Billy Graham as he worked to share the message of Jesus Christ with people all around the world. Everybody has certain callings on their life, and um, I never ever really thought that I was anybody special or privileged to have done this. I just was blessed to be a part of it. This is what we're here. Mari Scobie has discovered the joy of serving God behind the scenes. Most people will never know all the ways he helped Billy Graham share the message of Jesus Christ. And maybe most people will never know all the ways you've served Jesus. But God knows, and that's all that matters. You can learn more about deepening your relationship with Jesus and about beginning a relationship with Him at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, a word from Mari Scobie about Billy Graham's friendship with so many presidents. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. You know, people write uh, me up, and my name is used a great deal, and it, and it bothers me no end. Because I know hundreds and thousands of faithful people whose name has never been in a newspaper all across the world whose names are headlines in heaven. Billy Graham. And I'm praying that I'll be back there somewhere. They say Billy Graham was also preaching. (laughs) I'm serious. I must face the judgment seat of Christ. And I'm going to be judged on the basis of faithfulness in the place God put me and the faithfulness and the opportunities he gave me. The man God uses will have a love for his brothers and sisters in the ministry. And then secondly, we're to serve one another. Jesus said, whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. Our Lord washing the disciples' feet. We should be servants of one another. What kind of a man or woman should you be if you're going to be used of God? Be sure that you have a personal experience with Christ. You know, the story of Billy Graham's life and ministry could legitimately be called extraordinary. And in fact, you can get a DVD of his life story that's titled, Billy Graham, An Extraordinary Journey. It uses rare footage and compelling interviews to tell the story of how Billy Graham went from growing up on a North Carolina dairy farm to becoming a worldwide evangelist. The title again is Billy Graham, An Extraordinary Journey, and you can get your copy of it at this website, billygrahamfilm.com. That's billygrahamfilm.com.
Com. Part of Billy Graham's extraordinary journey is that he met with every president from Harry S. Truman to Barack Obama, and he was personal friends with several presidents in between. But he never sought out meetings with presidents. Mari Scobie shares how Mr. Graham ended up getting to know two presidents. He was with Youth for Christ during World War II and was in London, and a chaplain came up to him and said, every fifth Sunday— I have prayer and devotions with General Eisenhower, and today is my day, and uh, Mr. Graham got to meet Eisenhower during the war, and that started their friendship. And then George H.W. Bush, uh, the Grahams had a friend that managed the Holiday Inn Acapulco, and they loved, both loved to swim in the ocean and both loved to lay in the sun. And so Mr. Graham was out swimming, and another gentleman came up and said, aren't you Reverend Billy Graham? And he said, yes. And he said, I'm George Bush. We are so grateful to Mari Scobie for giving us this unique look at Billy Graham and his family. And we're grateful to you for listening. A quick reminder that in case you don't already know, one of the many ways you can listen to GPS is on your Amazon Echo. All you need to do is say, Alexa, play GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman, and this is GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. This life